Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, as we await ownership news, the Sens this morning announced the signing of another European free agent, this time on the back end. So what does this mean for the Ottawa Senators' decor? We're going to have a discussion about the bottom pair. And the Florida Panthers have become the first team to punch their ticket to this year's Stanley Cup Finals. From 8 seed to conference champions, can the Senators take lessons from the Cats' run? All that and more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 806 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe wherever you download your podcast. We're also available on YouTube where you will see us in 1080p high definition, new background alert. Pilsy, today is Thursday, May 25th, and we look good. Yeah, this is, uh, it's kind of weird, Ross, because obviously we're in the same physical rooms, but I feel like we got a brand new studio. We got a, uh, especially you, you got a bunch of new toys to play with the different graphics, the different intros, the different settings we're going to have. So we are a little more zoomed in than usual, but uh, this is the new look. And uh, I think so far looks fresh. We're going to have to work on staying centered, right? Sometimes we get away from ourselves. <laughs> and now this would have been right in the middle of the frame, but now I got to yeah. make sure stay it right on the straight and narrow. And that's what Pierre Dorian seems to be doing, despite the uncertainty around ownership, just bringing in another European free agent. We already discussed Yuri Smekal from yep. the Czechia, who we did an episode recently on. If you missed that, you can go check it out. But today it's a right shot defenseman, Nicholas Matin Palo. Out of the Finnish Elite League, a 24-year-old, six-foot-two uh, defenseman who seemed to blossom a little bit offensively this year. Yeah, Nicholas Matimpalo, uh, and Ross. As we speak, you can get a scouting report on him as Finland is playing against Canada. I watched a couple of his shifts and got to know a little bit about him through that. Make your entire analysis on him based on those two shifts what player are the Sens getting um well the first uh because he's it seems like he's playing third pair minutes for Finland so you don't get to see too much of him but yeah when you have Vili Polka on your team it's hard to get minutes oh yeah of course of course um but the first shift I noticed of him I didn't exactly love uh he muffed on a pass and then that got out of the blue line and then he the puck went all the way back to the fin zone and he banked a pass off the boards behind the net and it didn't go right to his guy. And then they were scrambling. And then the second shift I saw, he was in the ozone shot from the point off a shin pad and out. So not too, too much great things offensively, but defensively, man, this guy's got size and he can box out in front uh, six foot two, right around 200 pounds. So he's a big kid and uh, definitely he was able to handle himself in front of the net. But when you look at his stats from Liga last year, Ross, I'll let you rattle them off. It seems like he's got a bit of offense that could come out uh, as well. 
Yeah, seven goals, nine assists, good for 16 points in 51 games. He was a plus two. He also had four assists in eight playoff games with a sat in the SM Liga, the top league in Finland. But that doubled his previous high, right? So you're looking at a guy who typically is a defensive defenseman, shut down type guy. You mentioned the size, loves playing in his own zone. And the offense, if it does come, will follow after he takes care of his own end. So you're looking at a guy who hopefully has a lot of a physical presence, but if not, good at boxing out. And here's what Pierre Dorian had to say about this signing. Nicholas's signing represents a good depth addition for us on defense. He took a big step this past season in improving his overall game in a short period of time. He has size, reach, and an active stick. He's also a very good puck mover who competes and plays with urgency, which has helped him become a reliable defender. The Pierre Dorian friendship tour also continues before joining Asat. Matin Palo was a member of Tampere Eels, one of our favorite teams back in the day that housed Roby Yarventi and Lassie Thompson. A quick look on Instagram. They're all following each other. So another fin in the organization for now because, Pilsy, I think we can get into the next segment what this means for Lassie Thompson, for Jacob Bernard Docker, and maybe even Travis Hamannick, although I'm not as convinced that it will affect Hamannick's potential return or not because Mattin Paolo is on a one-year entry-level contract. That means it's a two-way deal, Pilsy. Nothing's guaranteed. And the way Dorian referred to him as depth and never said NHL, this guy's going to have to have a great camp to make the team. I think it's far from a shoe-in that he's going to start the year in Ottawa. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think uh, people should be looking at this and being like, oh, like, is he going to play <laughs> big minutes in the NHL? I think he's going to have to prove a lot to do that as, as his only experience is over in Finland. And it's just good to have depth, especially, I mean, if you've been a fan of the Senators the last couple of years, injuries have been crazy. Belleville's defense, Ross, even when we were there uh, back in the day a couple of years ago, they had a lot of problems keeping healthy uh you know, AHL caliber defenseman in the lineup. So it's great to add some depth. And I think inner competition is always good. And this is a guy that he's still very young. He's got pro experience playing over in Finland. He's been in Liga for quite a couple of years now. So I think this is a nice tidy move. Is it something that's going to move the needle towards playoff contention in the NHL? Probably not too much, but you can never have too many right shot defensemen in my opinion. So I think this is a nice move. You can never have too many, but on the same time, I think this might mean one of them who's already in the organization, maybe one without a contract right now, could be on the move. Let's get into that bigger picture discussion again. We await the news of the Senators' ownership. Right now, no news to report, so we're not going to fabricate anything for you. The last we heard was Thursday or Friday. We should get some sort of news. Right now, it is 10 to 3 p.m., on Thursday, May 25th, and we don't know who owns the Ottawa Senators. Somebody does. I guess the Melnicks right now, the family. But we are in depth of figuring out what's next for the Sens' ownership. So we'll leave that be because the playoffs have reached its pinnacle, at least on one side. Vegas can join Florida in the Stanley Cup final tonight. And then, Brady Kachuk, you have a decision to make. Are you sticking with your brother or the man who gave you a place to live when you started your NHL career, he was in Mark Stone's wedding party for crying out loud. So there might be a tough decision for Brady Kachuk to make. But is this a good thing for the Ottawa Senators? We'll have that discussion next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. Ross, I don't know about you, but I've still been wearing my Bird Dog shorts regularly, although it's been a little cold to do so. Around the house, I'm wearing them, though, because it's so easy to uh, slip them on and they're so comfy. I am obsessed with that liner. That liner makes everything so much comfier. The stretchiness of the shorts mean you're never kind of bunched up when you're sitting down or when you're on the move. And that's what I love about bird dogs is the versatility. You can wear them around the house, like I said. You can wear them on the golf course. You can wear them on a hike. Uh, if you got a big date coming up or just hanging out around the house with friends and the fit is awesome. I love the different colors they have. So you got to check out Bird Dogs as well. And if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL and you enter promo code locked on NHL, they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I've used it a bunch already. I love it. So once again, go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. Type in promo code locked on NHL and you're going to get yourself a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler. Check it out today. It's Bird Dogs. All right, you're listening to Locked On Senators. It's a beautiful day here in Winnipeg. I got my bird dogs on as well. Got to get uh, Nicholas Martin Paolo a pair of bird dogs here. I wonder, as a 24-year-old, could he be at dev camp? He's probably too old for that. That's a good question. I mean, technically, he's on an entry-level contract, so let's get him over. Let's get him I, over to dev camp. I think it'd be a good idea just to get acquainted, get fitted for equipment, get everything under control so that going into training camp, he'll be ready to go. A little news and note for you. I know people are interested in this type of thing. Igor Sokolov will be living in Ottawa all summer long, getting prepared for the biggest camp of his life. Yeah. We saw the responses on our top 10 prospect list. Go have your say. I'm telling you, man, that's a horse I'm betting on this season, Igor Sokolov. So I'm I'm sticking strong with us saying he's the number two prospect right now behind Ridley Gregg in the Sens organization. Earlier this week, we had that large discussion. And Pilsy, not only is Igor living in Ottawa all summer, but he's going to have a roommate for a month, Stephen Halliday, fresh off of a dishful season in Ohio State. Um, he's going to be living with him for a month. He said the two were put in contact through one of the strength and conditioning coaches in Belleville. They've never met, so this is going to be a, a fun acquaintance. Maybe they'll be able to break the ice with a little LOSP laugh. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good uh, combo, Ross. And uh, you you put a disher with a shooter on the ice. That always works out well. So hopefully uh, that can be good uh, good roommate situation. I'm sure uh, they got to figure out who's going to wash the dishes, who's going to dry them, speaking of dishing. So uh, that'll be interesting. Well, I think we really got to know, does Igor like tennis? Because I'm sure Steven's going to be pulling him out to the courts all the time. That's true, yeah. I mean, hey, that's a good way to stay in shape and stay on your feet, get the hand-eye coordination going during the offseason. So I think it's fun that they're doing that, and uh, I think it's good for Igor. I think most of the time he spends his off-seasons out east. That's where I met him last year when we met up for coffee. But I think get in Ottawa, get acclimated to the city, and and kind of just like – mentally prepare yourself like i'm in ottawa i want to be here i'm training hard a, a bunch of the guys i'm sure are still in ottawa during the off season so i love it great move for igor and stephen halliday 
we'll look to get a, a live sit-down interview with uh, one or two of them. Maybe we we just invite ourselves over to their house, just like we did with Mark Mathod, and we'll uh, get some live interviews banked when we get home for Dev Camp. Can't wait. I always love Dev Camp because it's such like an intimate setting at the Sensplex where they're skating, and I'm really excited for that. So hopefully we get to see some citizens when we get out to the Sensplex in early July. It's always right after the draft, and of course, June is draft month on Locked On Senators. We've Ooh. got our list. We've checked it twice. And now we'll be able to give you prospect profiles throughout June once the sale wraps up. And, well, if Pierre Dorian keeps signing, guys, we'll have a lot to discuss because, Pilsy, this Martin Paolo signing doesn't just affect him. It affects other guys. Who do you think is most eyebrow-raised when they read that the Sens signed a right-shot defenseman? I'm going to go with his former teammate and countryman, Lassie Thompson. Uh, I would say... You know, he is your definition fringe NHL, AHL defenseman. He only got two games in the NHL last season, but he had, uh, I was going to say great year. That's a stretch, but he had a good year in Belleville, put up points, maybe not as consistent as you would hope, but he's right on that line. And it seems like Martin Palo is going to be a guy that um, as well, he's going to have to toe that line between I want to show that I'm too good for the AHL and I want a chance to play in the NHL. Whereas I think JBD has a little bit of an inside track on them as he's gotten more NHL experience and kind of seems like he could be a guy that's a little more ready depending on what kind of camp they have. But I think that's the battle we're going to be looking at because also both those guys, if they, if they don't make the NHL out of camp Ross, they're going to be fighting for top minutes in Belleville as well, along with uh, Max Gannett. Well, where it really gets interesting is Lassie Thompson needing waivers to go down. So from that standpoint, is is that going to come into play? Jacob Bernard Docker will need waivers as well. The only difference is JBD doesn't have a contract right now, which makes me lean a little bit more towards him being like, whoa, 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 we're handing out contracts here and I'm sure. not on the receiving end. Whereas I think a conversation that's worth having is I saw a lot on Twitter too, where and it's fair, it's a right shot defenseman where it's like, oh, this singles signals the end of Travis Hamanick in Ottawa. If Hamanick is back, it is for a very specific role to be the first guy out over the boards on a penalty kill. Yep. And I think you're looking at a, a pretty far cry for a team who has to be competitive. The theme last summer was wow, look at all these new toys. The theme this summer is no excuses. So I'm happy to have depth. But I don't know if Martin Paolo is my first guy over the boards on the penalty kill next season. Sure, you have Zub, but and you have Chikrin who will kill penalties, I'm sure. But you need, I think, that physical presence. If again, I'm I've decided that it's 1.5 million or bust for for Hamannik. I don't think you can okay. give him the two million range yep. just with looking at the cap structure. It's just tough. I just don't see this as a signal. Now, if they go out in free agency and get like a Luke Shen or that type of defenseman, then I'll start. But look at the ages on the back end. Adding a 24-year-old isn't going to move the needle. You're already losing Nick Holden, which, thank you for your service. Yes. Let us know when you need a reference letter. But it was time for Nick Holden to move on from Ottawa. I think you need one, at least one veteran presence on the back end. So I don't think this has any effect on Travis Hamnick's future or potential future in Ottawa. I agree. And and I think uh, I really like the pairing of uh, Brandstrom and Hamnick uh, when they played together. And I think... You know, people have their feelings about Hamannick, but I think he was playing a lot of top four minutes last year. If you can get him consistently playing bottom four or even bottom pair minutes, I think he's going to find himself in a better spot. And then, yeah, 
like you mentioned, top penalty killing defenseman for sure, or at least one of them along with Zub. So I, I, I really like the idea of bringing Hamannick back and creating some internal competition between the three of JBD, Lassie Thompson, and uh, our guy, Martin Palo. It'll be really fun to see this shake out, but competition breeds a higher level of stability, and that just will be good for the organization going forward. So welcome to the Ottawa Senators. Yes. Nicholas Martin Palo, I'm a little upset with you. You didn't scout him properly when you went over to Finland, your year uh, yes. trip. But hey, the Sens are turning into a little Team Finland right now as Roby Arventi, Lassie Thompson, Nicholas Martin Palo, and Levy Marilainen. So four oh. Finns in the organization from the the organization that brought you Sammy Sallow, among others. I'm probably missing some some serious easy tap-ins. Yarko Rutu? Yarko Rutu. Are we doing na- name, a, name a Finn right now? Oh, boy. I, got I think that's it for me. Head. I got one off the top of my head. Yanni Erme. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yanni Erme is a good one. Let's see if I can continue here. We've got Mark. Who, who's the guy they called Kevin? Oh, yeah. Yes, he is finished. Yerki Yokipaka. Ah, that's it. Yep. That was Kevin. And was finally, Kevin. just for Sens prospects, he was never signed, but Marcus Nurmi. Yes. Another Finnish senator. Let us know who we missed because we definitely missed one. We just did that one off the cuff. But Sammy Salo's got to be the number one of any Finn who's played for the Ottawa Senators, right? Got to be. Has to be. be. Okay, if we're wrong, just chirp us in the comments. But we'll leave it at that for now because we got a lot to cover when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I am very happy that the Florida Panthers are in the Cup final. I'll tell you why after this. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. eBay Motors. Woo! If you're looking to get a new part for your car, eBay Motors is the place because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Matthew Chuck is a perfect fit in Florida. I can tell you that much for free. And it's the same when it comes to your car. So with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part fits right the first time around. You don't want to fiddle with the part that doesn't work. Then you got to return ship it. No, don't worry about that mess. Just add your ride to my garage and you're going to look for that green check mark to know your part fits or you get your money back. It's simple because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. So get the right parts, get the right fit, and get the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Check out eBay Motors today. Dash one for me, Pilsy. Hitting the music too early, Pilsy. I am a complete and utter brickhead. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad, bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. No, you know what that was, Ross? That was, it's a line change happening. The puck is right by the bench, and you're about to jump out on the ice, and someone grabs you and is like, no, don't do it. We're going to get a too many men penalty. So you had your foot over the board, but someone pulled you back there. So uh, you're okay. You're okay. Wow, that was so brutal. So brutal. Am I ever going to do that again, Alfie? Uh, probably not. Yeah, probably not. New uh, new graphic. Hey, we'll blame it on the new graphics. We are now on StreamYard. 
See you later, Restream. All right. Anyways, back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, I had a little fun with this. I'll pull up my graphic. We tweeted it out last night at Send Central. I liked it so much, I tweeted it out from my own account as well. And we put it on our Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. Try to get to 2K on, on the Instagram, so go give it a follow as well. Appreciate everyone's support. Like and subscribe. All that great stuff. We're five days a week. Your team every day. We take that seriously all the way through the draft and free agency. It's Really, your team every day. And shout out to Pierre Dorian for giving us a little something to talk about here as we're recording a little bit later. As you can imagine, we saw Thursday. Maybe we get the ownership announcement. Not yet. But Pilsy, we do have half of the Stanley Cup Finals already set. The Florida Panthers being in the Stanley Cup Finals should make Sens fans extremely happy. Not only because they, they have a Kachuk as well, but this is a team that played a little bit of more of a dump and chase, a little bit of an in-your-face style. Funny enough, the Sens and Panthers were 1-2 in the National Hockey League in penalty minutes this year as well. So clearly they both play with an edge. Now the difference is the Panthers are getting Vesna-level goaltending right now from Sergei Bobrovsky. But what more can you say about Matthew Kachuk? Like this guy, three game-winning goals in a four-game sweep where every game was decided by one goal. Yeah, it was incredible. And... You know, just quickly, I feel so bad for the Hurricanes because that's a tough way to go down, getting swept all one-goal games. I was on the Hurricanes heavy on FanDuel, Ross. I live bet them. They tied it up. I felt so good. And then Matthew Gachuk does what only Matthew Gachuk can do. I was watching it live. It was an electric moment. And I stand by my take, Ross. Put the C on Kachuk. This team lives and dies with Matthew Kachuk. I know Barkov's been there a while. I know he's more of a take it off silent man. leader type, but Matthew Kachuk has completely invigorated this franchise. And with Huberdeau and Uyghur, no offense to those guys, great players, but if they run it back, they're not here. They don't have a gamer like Matthew Kachuk. And that celebration was electric. The, I thought the roof was going to go off the building in there. Brooks Kepka was having a blast there and yeah it was but <laughs> yeah there you go good good clap to blink ratio um but the thing is like it was so wild that the panthers were able to win that game because the best way i could describe it watching that third period is it was like an nfl football game where it was determined that the carolina hurricanes were on offense and the panthers were on defense like they were just holding 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 and then four seconds left Turnover on turnover and boom, Matthew Chuck gets the uh, the touchdown goal to finish things off. Like it was just it was wild, but that team is so damn feisty. And when you have Sergei Bobrovsky playing like a ten million dollar goalie, whew, it's tough to beat. It really, really is. I mean, ask the Hurricanes; they barely scored on him. Don't get me started, man. Rod Brindamore is a fantastic coach, but some of the press clips he gives, he, it's just. It's a bit of an excuse machine. He goes, we oh, didn't yeah. get swept. We didn't get swept. I watched the games. I was like, well, four nothing is a sweep. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that was a weird one. I'll, I'll give you that. That was a weird one. And then when he's like, and the penalty at the end, he's a big chirp the refs about penalties kind of guy. But I don't blame him on that one. Like, and there was another high sticking penalty that happened to uh, Aho in this game that they just didn't call for whatever reason. And then Jordan Stahl's tripping penalty at the end there. I don't know how I feel about that because part of me thinks like Brendan Moore has a case like why are you calling that like it was just a little trip way away from the net but 
it, like the refs like you put me in a bad spot i gotta call that and yeah. uh it's the captain jordan stall so that's tough 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 way to go down as the leader of that team allowing that to happen and with his two brothers on the other side yep yep and apparently the fourth stall brother works in the panthers organization as well which is kind of funny of course of course he does of course so um no so with florida moving on though like you look at the kachucks and obviously this was just kind of a curiosity move by me to be like okay i know brady's two years younger than matthew how close are they age by age into account so i'm pulling up on youtube and if you see it on social media as well i mentioned we posted this on all of our accounts i think the the wildest part of all this outside of the growth of matthew kachuk over the last two years has been remarkable and i'm not saying brady's going to put up the points that matthew is putting up matthew is is incredible there's no taking away from what he's accomplished and what he will continue to but how wild is it that in their 19-year-old rookie seasons, they both averaged identical points per game? I, th- I found that incredible. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's uh, something that's interesting. But then you got to look at it at the lens because then you're like, ah, well, Brady sit- sits at uh, 0.62 and then Matthew starts climbing. Look at the teams Brady had in years 1920 to 21. Like there was not a lot of uh, help there. Whereas Matthew Kachuk is on a playoff contending team. He played with, especially in in that last year in Calgary, arguably one of the greatest lines in the NHL of that season. So, and I'm not saying Matthew Kachuk couldn't do it without them because he's doing it without them. Um, but it's very interesting to see the the path that uh, the Kachuks are on in their early 20s. And in the age 23 season. Brady over a point per game. Matthew had a bit of a step back, but then exploded in his age yeah. 24 season. So what would you fill in these blanks as, Pilsy? I'm going to go with, it's it's going to be similar for Brady, I think, because this was a really good year. I'll go this 24 year, 1.05, and the 25 year, 1.10. So he, he's going to slowly creep up there, but I don't think he's going to explode in the same way that Matthew has. The only X factor, I think, is what happens with Josh Norris and how yep. does that affect things? Because you would think he loses his centerman. He's played almost exclusively with the last two years. And then, of course, Timmy blows up. So it doesn't maybe take away as much. But the familiarity, maybe on the power play, he gets a few extra uh, tap-ins after Norris hits his one-timer. And then he just kind of cleans up the trash in front. I'm going to go with 1.1 next year, Pilsy. I think we see a 90-point season out of Brady Kachuk, especially, and the people who are chirping me on Twitter, which is totally fine, I was kind of asking for it based on the the timing of posting that, mentioned that this past year was the highest-scoring season in the NHL in the last 30 years, so everyone was kind of getting their cookies a little bit more than in years past. So I, I'll yeah, but no, but that that's silly because that affects everyone. Like if it had only affected the Kachucks, then that's something, but like that's, that's a well, league wide thing. But no, that's more so comparing age by age, right? By Oh, I see what you're saying. Age, right. Yeah, yeah, two fair. years ago, it would have been for, for Matthew as well. So just some fun here having with the Kachucks. The, the bottom line is this family is, is wildly successful. They've it's got They've got the X factor. And honestly, I keep seeing Carlo Koliakovo posting saying that uh, Keith Kachuk, Big Walt, should get the Jack Adams this year because after Ottawa beat them in Ottawa in mid-March, he went on Toronto radio, called them soft, said they needed to play more like the Senators. I went and listened to the clip again yesterday, and he even prophesied about Sam Bennett, said we need Sam Bennett's jam 
Yep. That hit was like the hardest hit of the playoffs has to be, right? Yeah, Sam Bennett. He He's a monster. Like he, Flames fans are already mad about losing Matthew Kachuk. You go back, man. That Sam Bennett's a player too. Yeah, but they they just couldn't quite figure out a way to mix him in that roster properly, it seemed. Like I feel like the last couple of years he was there, he was playing bottom six. That's on them. He was the yeah, top big five time. pick. Let him mm-hmm. fly. Yep, agreed. Wow. What a player he is. So, Ross, the Florida Panthers officially advance. Oh, quickly before we we transition, though, how do you feel about aggressively touching the trophy? Like, no doubt about it. Does that I, I, you have any sort of feelings on that? I can tell you Brady's going to do the same thing if and when he gets the opportunity. Yeah, because Alfie didn't touch it in 07, oh, he right? He touched he it. He did, yeah. But he just, like... It, yeah, it. It, it was, yeah, exactly. It wasn't, like, a thing. Where And that's the thing, like... I feel like, man, especially if you're the Florida Panthers, celebrate that. Like, people that are just like, oh, let's stand behind it. Like, this isn't the trophy we want, so we're not touching it. Like, no, come on. It's a big deal, especially for a team like the Panthers. Like, have fun with it, especially, Ross. That is green light season last night for the Panthers. You just complete the sweep, and you're you're the first team to get into the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, the Vegas Golden Knights might join them sooner than uh, – most uh, times when you get a sweep in the playoffs, but I hope the boys had a good night because uh, they earned it. That was just an electric game. What a finish. What a finish. What a game. Oh. So is Vegas going to join them tonight? I think so. That Dallas team is in shambles. Like that. I don't know what they're going to do in goal. Uh, Jamie Ben, like talk about Jordan Stahl, a captain letting your team down in the biggest moments. That was just a, you could play the Brady Kachuk uh, clip here, Ross. That was a bonehead play. Bad, bad guy, bad teammate there. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad, bad guy, bad player. But what a joke he is. Yeah, and Jamie Ben, like you're a veteran. Like I don't want to do the you should know better, but like Mark Stone's already down there. And then for him to say uh, it's unfortunate that that's where my stick landed. Like come on. Uh, Mark Stone, eh? Because then Max Domi gave yeah. him something extra. Well, they're targeting him. It's clear and obviously, like Stone. Stone's not 100. percent I think everyone can kind of realize that, and he's someone that unfortunately is very injury prone. So if you keep piling up on him, that could have uh, take its toll on him. But yeah, I think Vegas gets it done here, and uh, we're gonna see. As every hockey fan thought, hockey Stanley Cup Finals, it's got to be Florida and Las Vegas. Pelzi, I have a sad stat if you're a Sens fan. Oh, I, I am a Sens fan, so let's hear it. So Mark Stone left Ottawa for sandier pastures in the desert because he wanted to play playoff hockey. Tonight will be Mark Stone's 61st playoff game since leaving Ottawa. How many playoffs games does Brandy have? <laughs> oh, damn, that's tough. That's tough. It's tough. In those 60 games, he has 52 points. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's it's like, uh, I always forget the guy's name, McCrimmon, the guy that was at the helm when he brought him over. If yeah. a player like Mark Stone becomes available, you do everything you can to trade for him and then extend it. Smart yeah. guy. They did. Yeah. Good uh, move. He, he also missed a bunch of games a season, right? He only played 43 games a season, only played 37 games last year, but... Man, when the playoffs come around, and we knew that in Ottawa, he he was the uh, 
what, third in goals during the 2017 playoff run for Ottawa. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. He was fourth. I was going to um, say top five. Yeah. It's awesome that Jean-Gabriel Pajot led the team in goals and he had half of his goals in one game. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, so- hey, they, they, they passed it around. Four goals. That's absolutely sick. Yeah. Um, I need that as a, a sound clip. I haven't absolutely. been able to find it. So if you can send me that, uh, Guy Boucher after the four goal game, that's absolutely sick. Um, hey, let's, let's a little trivia to end off. And by the way, I've been looking through all of the Finnish NHLers and yeah, I think we actually nailed it. So if anyone can fill in the blanks, if there's a guy who maybe just played a game or two from Finland for the senators, let us know. But I think we actually nailed it with, uh, getting Yoki Paka in there was, was huge for us but a little trivia time because you mentioned the uh, 2017 playoffs there with Ottawa or maybe I did Mark Stone had five goals who were the three senators who had more than five goals during that playoff run Bobby Ryan correct mentioned Pajot so you're just missing one Carl no Carl had uh, two goals 16 assists in 18 Brass nope Brass had four Ooh. let me know when you need a hint not the zingle no I'm yeah, liable to go, Michael, take your pick. Oh, Hoffman, game six. Yes, yes that's just it right there. So Mike Hoffman uh, had six goals in that playoff run. Bobby Ryan had six goals. And Jean, Gabriel, Pajot had eight. Uh, I guess they're going to name the bridges. Uh, Jean, Gabriel, Pajot. What is that what Gord will? Gord, the uh, only question is now, where do they put the statue? I think that was it. That's um, so good. Two chicken pounds. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought I ate too much, man. Awesome. Pajot, great dude uh, as well. Awesome. Awesome show. Our first one with the new YouTube template. I'm trying not to lean in too much. I get a little too excited. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, We don't want our faces too close to that high-definition camera, Ross. Oh, exactly. 1080p. I got so scared. I was like, whoa, whoa, 720 is enough. 1080? Uh-huh. We're going to lose some viewers here, Pills. But no, all good, all good. The Senators have added Nicholas Palo. To the mix. October 5th birthday. Hey, he might be Vili Poca. He might be Artem Zub, who was also signed at 24 years old out of, I guess, Asia, if it's Russia, but close enough. He was signed out of a European league. I guess we could put it that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially now Europe's going to be like, no, Russia is not a part of Europe. So I uh, got to clarify on that one. But uh, in all seriousness, he, he could be an AHL depth piece. Did Vili Poca play for Ottawa any games? Because he would be another Finn. Uh, I don't think he, he ended up getting up there. No. Who did they acquire Billy Poke? What trade was he in? Oh, boy. Billy Poke For some did- reason, I want to say Tommy Wingles, but I'm sure that's wrong. Oh, but Billy uh, Poke was traded straight up. Hmm. Straight up for Chris Domenico. Oh, man. I was actually a big Dito guy. Yeah. It sucks that he, I think he broke his leg in world championships and then was never able to come back. This year, he played in Switzerland and had 53 points in 46 games and then eight points in nine playoff games. Bring him back. Wow, we are getting so off track. It's been great. Uh, this is how the end of show should be. Just having some fun, talking it out. But yeah, Vili Polka in Belleville had a, a hat trick, I want to say. Oh, nice. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I was back in our heyday of working with Belleville, so yep. who knows. But yeah, so I, I wouldn't get get too excited. I won't be... Uh, putting any clips out there of Billy Polka highlights. There is one with 3000 views though, of when he, uh, when he got to, uh, to the team he's with now a sat from his time with, um, 
from his time with the uh, Ilves. So anyways, all curious there, but uh, it is nice to have another depth defenseman in the organization. You can never have too many, especially we saw last year and with the potential that some guys might be out of the mix. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts for me is, you know what? I, I hope Dallas does win. I Like two sweeps in the conference finals. I don't know that that just doesn't feel right. So, uh, and I, I love playoff hockey. So give us a little more playoff hockey Dallas stars. Plus I do have a future on them from the start of the playoffs. So I'm, cl- I'm clinging to that. No, you're dead. No. Hey, come on now. Final thoughts for me. I've got two, one of them. I've just pulled it up. Billy Polka did have a hat trick with Belleville. Nice. Did have a hat trick with Belleville. And guess what? Those were the only three goals he scored with the Belleville senators in 23 games. <laughs> Wow, good on the kid. And second, while we're talking about probably the darkest days of Senators history, happy trails to Michael Bodker, who announced his retirement today. Great career. Like, he was a Senator killer before coming to Ottawa. And again, why was he traded for Mike Hoffman? No clue. No clue. I would have liked to have taken the picks on that one, but uh, still a great career. 709 games, which finished with 91 in Ottawa. He had nine goals and 30 assists in 91 games with the Ottawa Senators from 2018 to the pandemic where he ended his NHL career. He's been playing in Switzerland and then this past year with HV 71 in Switzerland. All right. There's kind of a sends abroad roundup for you. Shout out to Anthony Duclair and Colin White. We'll be representing the Sens abroad in the Stanley Cup final for Florida. And then will Mark Stone and Michael Amadio be able to join them? We'll find out potentially tonight, if not a little bit later this week. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.